0: And I just off the bat asked was like, Will you marry me? That was my first
1: sentence. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to the Problems We Face podcast. Been a hot minute. So sorry about that extremely long pause. Anyway, so here's my first introductory guest i could think of literally no one worse <laughs> to start this podcast again there won't probably won't be like weekly episodes just a lot to keep up with but hopefully there'll be at least a couple a month at least a I, couple a year at least a couple every decade or so i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway yeah.
0: so why don't you introduce yourself hi everyone i'm ali gordy bd's friend <laughs> um that's it. that's it? That's it. That's That's all I have to say. Um, okay.
1: Yeah, this is Ali, and today we're going to be kind of talking about family dynamics, and so why don't you actually introduce that aspect Oh, yeah, right, you. right.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm <laughs> Ali Gordy. Not only am I PDS friend, I'm also a first-generation American. My parents immigrated here from India 23 years ago, mm-hmm. and we've been such a happy family ever <laughs> since.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, Ali is a first-generation American, and today we're going to be kind of just talking about her experience at our school in her life at dance which is a really big part of her life and how she was raised has affected all of that okay so why don't you start out i don't think there's any better way of starting out by ali wrote her college essay i don't know how to describe it it's very cool it's very interesting definitely not something that most people would have thought of i would say so why don't you go ahead Aww, and yeah PD. you're welcome i'm being nice for, yeah, a, little
0: bit. for, for a little bit for a but, little bit um yeah so college essay nice that common app brought me on this mm-hmm. podcast <laughs> but, um, so i wrote my college essay it's a marriage proposal and i kind of came up with the idea because my parents met on the day of their wedding in a very traditional like arranged marriage mm-hmm. sense so when i was thinking about college essay ideas i stumbled upon the sad ones of course but right Currently, I'm not in touch with my emotion enough to write oh, a you sad don't say. college <laughs> that's essay. Crazy. So I chose the funny route and I proposed two reasons why I would be a really good wife, and that's what I wrote about. <laughs> <laughs> and in my introduction, I was like, You don't know me. And I just off the bat asked was like, Will you marry me? Oh. That was my first sentence. And then I kind of explained that my family history was that everyone in my family thus far has met on the day of their wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's like the parents plan out their wedding, and then the children meet on the day of. And then they get married and then they're like not gonna get divorced because right. their families get along so well and well that's all that matters was, right of course yeah, yeah. yeah of course but as i was writing the essay i was like this is kind of crazy to other people but it's not crazy to me because it was what i was raised with right so the more i wrote it the more i was like the more i'm explaining myself my last paragraph was will you marry me or 650 words not enough <laughs>
1: because my parents didn't get this and you do so you just blackmailed yourself into yeah what works well, it, it did <laughs> Congrats. go the big- flirting <laughs> flirting your way to the top <laughs> go big red go touch that anyways congrats thank on college thank you thank you yeah so i think it's definitely a it feels like a more casual essay yeah then people usually go for which i think is cool okay why don't we start out with like early life as if you were writing like a wikipedia page about
0: yourself early life biography early childhood mm-hmm. um, mm, let's see so i have an older brother he's like seven years eight years older and when we were younger i didn't i guess we never really got along because he imagine imagine like 10 year old boy mm-hmm. and then like two year old baby sister <laughs> not getting along when he was in high school i was in elementary school mm-hmm. we really just like, like your nice
1: little glasses
0: <laughs> yeah with my nice
1: little glasses little um you guys should see alleys before and after like it really like baffles me like there's no way that they're the same biggest person. glove of the century oh my gosh maybe for the like picture that i put on the problems we face instagram and <laughs> just be <laughs> you as a child
0: no, no i'm doing that not though i mean i guess if you want a picture with me from eighth grade the same effect same effect girl <laughs> <laughs> so we would like hang out he we didn't really get along but then also my parents definitely favored me more i would say mm-hmm. But it's like my dad was always on work trips. My mom was raising us too. She grew up in like a really small village in India. Mm-hmm. So she's very unaware, I would say, of American life and like American society and living in general. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents aren't really the type to try to assimilate into American culture. Mm-hmm. So whereas all their friends would go out to like bars and dinner parties when I was younger, or, like when they had young kids, they wouldn't. And that was, like, a choice for them. Mm -hmm. They wanted to stay as traditional as they could. So I grew up, like, in and out of temples, speaking Telugu, which is our language of... We were from South India, mm-hmm. so we would speak that, eat Indian food. There's just nothing in my life was very American besides the fact that we lived in America. Oh, interesting. So that was my early life. That mm-hmm. was my – and my brother hated it. That's probably why <laughs> – It's <laughs> probably why he stopped talking to us when he went to college. Oh, but...
1: no. So you're not close with him?
0: Now we're best friends, mm-hmm. but it took me growing up. I would – like, I had to grow up, obviously.
1: He was very athletic. He was – he
0: was, like, very much a frat boy. I hope, I hope he doesn't listen to it. Hi, Fishy. <laughs> no, it just, he just wasn't, like, really in my life, I would say, but I don't think that's his fault. It's just when you have an eight-year age difference with your younger sibling and she's also the opposite gender from you, mm-hmm. like, he would try in the, in the backyard, we'd, like, try to play like, soccer. He'd try to teach me soccer and stuff, and then I was more of a just dance girl. <laughs>
1: So, can you imagine? That's funny. My brother was more of a just than I was more of a soccer, soccer
0: guy. It was just hard. I mean, I can't even imagine if I had, a, I i try to be like there for my younger sister, but we were just very different. Now we're best friends though. We like talk a lot. No, we love, I actually do love my brother. I want to make that so clear. We're best <laughs> friends now, and he understands every single problem I've been through my life, mm-hmm. but. He wasn't really there when I was young, young. Mm -hmm. That was the point I was trying to make.
1: Right. And as far as, like, your parents not choosing to assimilate, like, how do you feel about that word? And, like, you make a lot of jokes about...
0: (laughs) About hating Indian people. Yeah. 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 I don't hate Indian people. But growing up I saw families that where the parents would like at least try to be more American. Today, looking back on it, I think they made the right decision. Mm -hmm. I think a huge part of who I am and why I'm so Indian per se. I used air quotes, you can't see that. Is because of them. But when you're younger and you wanna go to birthday parties and sleepovers and your parents are like, I don't trust you going to sleepovers. Or Mm -hmm. when you're in a middle schooler, it's so mid not be able to go to a sleepover and then when you're getting like bullied in school I'm sure like everyone's heard the first generation American stories but Mm -hmm. all of those were true for me American Girl dolls. My parents have no idea who Justin Bieber is. <laughs> so when I was like 5 years old or mm-hmm. when I was 10 in elementary school and everyone's like listening to Ariana Grande and pop music or I wasn't allowed to see iCarly, yeah. all of that stuff like that was a huge part of everyone else's childhood wasn't a part of mine. Mm-hmm. And to this day like I still could not tell you what iCarly is. <laughs> is that a per- that's a person right? Like
1: I, I don't know. know actually. I was not allowed to watch Disney Channel either. I was strictly allowed to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> I feel like I could get behind SpongeBob. <laughs> Mostly just because my mom thought it was funny. And everything is about Juju and Juju world. Love you. Love, love you, girl. Ju- <laughs> love you, Juju.
0: <laughs> Juju, I was kidding about sleeping with the admissions people. Um, <laughs> Dr. McCain
1: also. She was also. Oh yeah, da- yeah, about. yeah.
0: Amos Park. Yeah. Um, sorry.
1: All of you, she was kidding. We haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah,
0: we we'll get there. We'll, we'll, get, get, there. Later. Okay, we'll cool. get
1: there later. Do you think that was there ever like a part of your young self that like resented your parents for like not trying to be more like your friend's parents
0: holy shit yeah when you're young and all you see around you is people that know what's going on with the world and you Mm -hmm. are like so out of touch with it and you can't blame anyone but your parents Mm -hmm. because your parents are the ones responsible for making you feel like you fit in Mm -hmm. and i didn't and there's a difference well we talk in cafe we talk a lot about like race Mm -hmm. and that's that's the reason why i'm an outsider It's because like my brownness Mm -hmm. but really it wasn't like school was my chance to shine i've always like loved school because i'm a social person Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even it wasn't even race it was the it was being american like it was the difference between being american and being from somewhere else like any immigrant can relate to the fact that like if you're a young person and your whole family is an american you don't get some traditions. You don't get like the culture behind it. Right. My mom didn't have pizza until she was like 25 or like 28, whenever she got <laughs> Um, So she didn't even step on a carpet until she came to America. Obviously, having carpet in your life isn't that big of a deal, right. but that's still foreign to some people. Like the fact that my mom did not eat pizza or step on a carpet until she was 30... Right. and then like her kid obviously is going to be behind with some things too mm-hmm. so i did resent them and to this day i would say like a lot of my alienness outsiderness my biggest insecurities are because i've always felt like an outsider mm-hmm. and there's like that part of me that still resents them but mm-hmm. having my brother in my life and then being able to be like secure within myself and all of my like amazing sexiness <laughs> has a really sorry amazing awesomeness <laughs> has a re- <clears throat> being secure in my amazing awesomeness mm-hmm. has really made me love myself for right. more than just me being an outsider for sure
1: <laughs> that's good i mean i feel like you exude confidence If you don't always feel it you just exude like weird oh. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i love like, it like in a good way yeah yeah, yeah. i told ali today we were eating lunch and i was like someone recently told me that they wanted to see like a, a documentary about <laughs> Allie's life like you make the weirdest decisions in the best way because yeah. you have a lot of fun without losing right right of but life. it
0: just it took so much so to get
1: here yeah to get here okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay sorry i'm out of touch with my inner podcasting side but you've done dance your home life Hey. Yeah, no,
0: I have done dance my
1: whole you're okay. on my dance floor. I am on your dance floor. <laughs> Why don't you talk a little bit about dance?
0: Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Allie Gordy. Third introduction. Not again. I'm a dancer as well as First Generation American and Beauty's Brand. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing Barton which is a form of Indian classical dance, for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 years, 13 years. I don't know. And it's taken everything out of me. <laughs> Just kidding. It has, though. No, it seriously <laughs> has. Part of my dance studio, I kind of took like a little break from it to apply to college and everything. Mm-hmm but it's super extensive i'm talking like 10 hours a week type of time commitment my whole life and then it recently became more because i'm prepping for this like 3 hour low graduation called an arangetram mm-hmm. that's just technical though right but um so part of dance not only is it like the hours you spend in the studio dancing but since i'm doing like indian cultural dance part of dance for me is also my dance team mm-hmm. and they're all older at least they always have been this year it's kind of different because like COVID and everything Mm -hmm. but my dance friends at least my dance best friends graduated they're like sophomores and juniors at UMD yeah and I have some that go to like high school in Howard County but the majority of them are Indian or Sri Lankan or like mixed or something Mm -hmm. but we we've all been on like a dancing team together and we spend so much time with our dance teacher who's this she's a fun little crazy woman (laughs) but we like we've grown up together with that comes like so much comparison because our whole lives have been like everyone's mom wants you to be one way and then your mom Mm -hmm. thinks that like your other dance friend is like the better daughter than you are oh yeah you're taking like dance moms which is like crazy competitive environment because you're trying to land that solo you're trying to be the best in the studio and then on top of that competition Mm -hmm. everyone's like blackout drunk wasted right. like that's how crazy they are uh-huh. and then on top of that they're all indian and like different levels no and like different. ali promises that she has nothing against her own i love culture. indian people but it's just they're crazy, like they can be crazy mm-hmm. when it comes to if everyone's moving to this country for better opportunities and a better lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's going to be competition about yeah. who can achieve the best of the lifestyles. Right. And with that, it's like who has the better kid. Right. So it's just insanely competitive. And then you're trying to be the best. And then people are like so judgmental when it comes to dance. It can become an argument about whose bun is more tighter done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how crazy.
1: it can be in Mm -hmm. dance
0: so that's but that's been my life yeah
1: dance (laughs) (laughs) do you think that the like competition aspect of it has helped you prepare like the college search is really competitive oh yeah has it made it better or is it just like fueled insecurities in you that just didn't need to be there in the first place did that mm-hmm. question make sense yeah that? no it did it did make sense um do you think it with the pros of growing up in such high competitiveness did the pros outweigh the cons
0: oh like now yeah yeah definitely not only did i like low-key write <laughs> my college essays <laughs> about dance well you know one of the reasons all of you should think about marrying me is because <laughs> you should all
1: like you will never (laughs) there will never be a dull moment with Allie
0: that's that's facts always full of surprises Mm -hmm. um anyways I did write like one of my college essays about dance it did prepare me for college because I it's like I'm numb to the competition Mm -hmm. I applied to schools and then I was just like, this has been my whole life. It's always been, it's like school was that solo that I wanted for a competition a few years ago. Right. It's just, I'm like so numb to it that I was just like put it out there and it made it way easier for me in the sense. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, dance gave me like, it was probably like my top three extracurricular. I mm-hmm. mean, 13 years of commitment to like a very niche yeah. hobby. And writing about that, writing about all that it came with, like my dance teacher, the pressure she put on us. I mean, she grew up in India.
1: Mm -hmm. so for
0: her the norm was like physical punishment like getting hit with a ruler on your knuckles or like on your elbows or whatever Mm -hmm. so that's all she knows so when she came to teach us that's all she knew so she thought it was like normal to be like hitting your students right and i don't even think you can blame her or at least people might have different opinions on this yeah in my opinion you can't even blame her because that's what that's what she's used to Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing with my parents like they're used to this whole philosophy of like one thing they really believe in is praising your your child
1: mm-hmm. makes
0: them not want to work harder oh, so they always think like if you say I'm proud of you that'll make your kid think like that they've done it all so they won't want to work any harder whereas if you don't ever say I'm proud of you they're going to keep trying to get that acceptance or mm-hmm. whatever so that's something my parents really believed in. That's something my dance teacher believes in. And that's something that I've never felt before, which like yeah. sucks. Maybe that's why I'm in love with all my teachers. <laughs> I don't know if you can put that on the internet. I'm kidding. No, you can put it on the internet. Okay. That's why she's I, kidding. I, that's why I like crave the acceptance from all my teachers that I mm. flirt with and Jesus Christ. all that stuff. Um, all that good, good stuff. Flirt with everyone she's ever known. Only my teachers.
1: <laughs> And anyone
0: you wish to <laughs> seek validation from, and the admissions people, and but it's just I, I did. It's like what I was raised with. So going back to your point about like whether the competition, my whole life has mm-hmm. prepared me. I think definitely it's prepared me for college. I think that my parents thinking that them saying like mm-hmm. we love you will like fuck me up, right. <laughs> make me go off the rails, <laughs> has really. She says me.
1: like steam comes out of her yeah. ears. <laughs> you, you don't see me right now, yeah. but. So do you think that like, okay, this is kind of a side note, but in your other like relationships in your life, like friends, romantic, otherwise, do you seek that kind of like validation that you don't get from your parents so that like i love you and they're like so proud of you and you're doing really well or do you like specifically go for people that are as unemotionally <laughs> attached as you are because like, we are polar opposites in that sense that's hella deep yeah sorry about it you don't have to answer if you don't want to no no i i will i will
0: what do you mean we're opposites sorry
1: i think we express our gratitude for each other in completely different ways oh
0: no definitely i
1: don't know how i express my gratitude i don't I'm know for but you, <laughs> <laughs> but i like i know that you're grateful for we've been friends for like what four years yeah Even no and we've been like
0: really good friends for two and a half years but
1: like we're not like outwardly like
0: yeah like we love each other yeah but we do Right, yeah, I've always considered you my one of my closest friends these past two oh. years. Aww. Can we get
1: married? I'm so sorry to everyone listening to this podcast. I know that this isn't as serious as some of the other ones, but hopefully this is fun for you all to listen to. I'm th- sorry. Okay, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the question was. Do you do think I that seek- you seek the like validation? Because mm-hmm. like you had to learn how to be confident without it. Right. Do you? Is that like something that you need in other relationships that you like fostering?
0: Okay, so within in terms of my friends, no. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I've realized because none of my friends are like I am proud of you well Mm -hmm. like when I got into college all of them like holy shit we're proud of you but I um I do say I love you to my friends Mm -hmm. obviously but I will say like for my friends now but my teacher's comments which is so fucked up but like Mm -hmm. not really fucked up my teacher's like first quarter comments yeah they're always like stellar and Mm -hmm. they have to be otherwise I'm like you don't like you don't. we don't we don't have that connection that I thought we had right and then one thing I will say was that I had like my first long-term serious relationship last year i think i really like needed the validation from him
1: Mm -hmm. but that's
0: because it was like a loving like more than friends relationship Mm -hmm. and that is like what really tore down my self-confidence is like relying on that person for it so when Mm -hmm. we like separated i was able to build that up for myself and be proud of myself Mm -hmm. but he is the only other person besides like my family and people of authority. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, that's he is the only other person
1: mm-hmm. that I felt like I needed the validation. It feels kind of like an all or nothing situation because you went from like not really getting it at all from anyone but authority figures, yeah, right? And right. then you like came to rely on him for it. Is that what you're saying? And then,
0: well, kind of, yeah. Actually, I will say, yeah, because I mean, I was an introvert. Okay. <laughs> really i was introverted
1: extroverted introvert no no
0: no i'm like solely an extrovert i get my energy off of people a teacher sorry (laughs) Um. (laughs)
1: I I was. She's not- kidding. Like by the way, like she's ki- she's not kidding, but she's kidding. She needs that disclaimer for the. <laughs> well. I do need that disclaimer. Okay, keep going. Okay. Anyways,
0: I like I was an introvert until tenth grade. I mm-hmm. would say, and that's when I was super extroverted, and that's because I really came out of my shell when I was friends with the as and Caroline. That's mm-hmm. like when I I need to be social, and it's mm-hmm. I think that's because of dance and my the whole like first generation identity mm-hmm. is because I've always felt so out of place that meeting new people, going out, and being like being my true self or being i have this thing where i create fake personas when i go out i mean you guys have probably met some of it maria (laughs) vanessa anita you know these are all my fake personas so it's like when i go out i can be someone who i'm who's not Allie, Mm -hmm. and it's just so stress-free
1: and when you go out are you like searching to find anyone in particular like are you searching to find people who feel so who feel as outsider as you or people who make you feel less of an outsider yeah
0: i would say people that make me feel less of an outsider mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay and then so going back to the kind of dance thing you're not looking to pursue that in college um or like not not even college college is just the next step not looking to pursue it in the following years
0: so next year kind of doing an room basically means you have like a dance certificate mm-hmm. or it's like a certificate It's kind of like graduating from dance, I would say, in the sense that you can finally start teaching or I could probably like make my own studio if I wanted or something like that. But I really want to dance in college, so Mm -hmm. I will be dancing in college, but I don't think I'll be pursuing dance as like a profession. Mm -hmm. I do think I'll teach dance in my future, though, since like Gem Drill was so fun for me.
1: Oh, yeah. Talk about that a little bit because okay. most people have no idea what that means. Oh,
0: that. so Jim Jill's one of Bryn Mawr's little annual dancing traditions, and I choreographed the junior dance, mm-hmm. so our whole grade danced to Kala Chashma and Mahi Be, which are two Bollywood songs, and seeing you guys dance to bollywood music Mm -hmm. was like both of my identities coming together Mm. and i've talked about this before i don't know if i've talked to you about it but it feels like our senior class is really like integrated with india i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know if everyone gets that we have like an indian flag in this (laughs) fucking senior room and isn't there
1: like the what is that sign
0: are you brown are you brown (laughs) (laughs) are you brown um and i i just think like because of the bollywood dance maybe just like seeing parts of my identity within all of you is like super Mm -hmm. it was really Heartwarming, so I definitely think I'll teach Bollywood.
1: Right. Okay, that's a good transition into your transition into Brenmar. Oh, right, right. Because that was not easy. You came in ninth grade.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Brenmar's low key racist in the sense that the summer buddies are always someone mm. of your identity. <laughs> so shout out Trudy who was my <laughs> summer buddy freshman year, um and I think like Anisha was Shreya's summer buddy. Oh boy. Hopefully that's not wrong. But um right. I, I it's like it's weird like that, but also you're with the same person like the same ethnicity or race as you. It's right. it's strange, but we'll talk about that later okay <laughs> i like the transition to Bryn Mawr, I've, I did not know what Lululemon was before ninth grade mm-hmm. I did not know what and this goes to like my first generation American self my parents never tried with the brands like mm-hmm. we were like a strictly Macy's family mm-hmm. so Bryn Mawr was like culture shock and also I don't think I don't know if it was like who I aligned myself with or if it was like an actual thing but I like didn't really care I still don't care about brands Mm-hmm. I care about like my husband's net worth, but just, ki- just kidding, just kidding. I'm not super. So and I just I feel like coming to Bryn Mawr was such a culture shock because everyone cared so much about materialistic things. Yeah, and then that was huge for me because I had no idea. Also, I remember the freshman year house event. We mm-hmm. played like old music, like like from 2010s or tw- yeah. And I didn't know any of the songs, and it was like embarrassing because oh. we were on stage. And you know I hate being an outsider. <laughs> so
1: but i would never have guessed that about you
0: yeah i tried so hard to fit in
1: no not even fit in i don't think you like i don't think anyone looks at you and is like she's an outsider but i don't think anyone looks at you and is like she's trying her best to be like the rest of everyone
0: oh that makes me feel really good about myself but thank you but like it shouldn't if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't know it's just there's like the way that i mean
1: you've been joking about like flirting (laughs) with (laughs) people of authority like nothing about that screams like let me, what was that? Ariana said, like the ostrich approach to life in one of our convocations from this year. Oh, there was right. someone who talked about the ostrich appro- approach to life, mm-hmm. which is basically like stick your head in the sand and then just when something goes wrong, like ignore it until it goes right. away, or like when you get attention, ignore it until it leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not your approach. Well, I love being the center of attention. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: impossible to read. I've Mm -hmm. heard that from so many people. I believe in myself. I can't read myself. I never know what I'm doing. But it's like, I love being the center of attention. I make Mm -hmm. jokes about flirting with teachers. Mm -hmm. That's like my thing. Yeah. And that is not something that you would do to fit in. Yet, it's like my way of fitting in.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Okay, go back to your culture shock. Oh, culture shock with humor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I. It wasn't even the gossiping that really <laughs> threw me off. Even though you know, you know, a little Brynmar student loves to loves a little drama. Loves a little drama. Yeah.
1: um it was just to be honest i kind of came back in ninth grade like i hadn't i mean if you've heard the other podcast or know anything about me i really <laughs> didn't go to middle school all that much no I yeah I and know. i was trying to fit in like physically and so i feel like we both kind of shared that experience yeah but then
0: also i didn't know that that's true like, no oh, one didn't? told me
1: no oh no one like. well that's shout out trudy i actually was gonna mention trudy <laughs> in my um senior convocation but it didn't end up being the no. didn't end up being the vibe so i'll mention it here because i know she was upset that she didn't get her little moment of... (laughs) same um i could not walk in eighth grade most of you know that but i came out of the elevator in one of the buildings in school mm-hmm. and it was like the first time that everyone had like seen me in a while and so i came out of the elevator and you know i was like hobbling down mm-hmm. the hallway just trying to make it to the science classroom like tears flooding in my eyes because i was so embarrassed <laughs> and everyone was like oh, no. hi beady like you know like tilt their head like i'm like a sad little dog and they're like hey yeah and Maddie Doss mm-hmm. is like hey and I'm like hi and then turns to Shruti who's giving me the most awful stare and I am like is something wrong Do like, <laughs> I look funny even though I did but that's beside the point also and Maddie was like Shruti like say hi like that's Beanie and she was like I'm not gonna say hi I don't know who that is <laughs> in much colorful more colorful language like I was like oh my god I cannot and I thought Shruti hated me and I mean she did she's it's funny now. Like no, it's we've funny now. <laughs> we've rekindled our relationship, you know. Like we have a nice little thing going in our advisory, but I honestly appreciated that moment cuz she was like I'm not going to I'm not going to pity like, this girl. Pity this girl. Yeah. yeah.
0: One thing like Kelsey and Shruti and Taylor were my freshman year friend Mm -hmm. friend group, but like Kelsey, Shruti, and I stayed friends through sophomore year, Mm -hmm. and I like I really appreciate how unbothered they are. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that wasn't a thing for me freshman year, I would say, was like the whole superficial drama because Mm -hmm. they're just unbothered. So I guess that's why Shruti never thought to bring up you. Like we never talked about you. That that's why I didn't ever notice that you were like trying to fit in physically, Mm -hmm. and I never like I didn't even know until i became friends with you sophomore year and Mm -hmm. then i was embarrassed that i didn't know and then i was like shit should i have known that like but like what do you say to that like i don't know hey i'm like i'm really sorry that the whole grade like (laughs) was like i don't even
1: know like yeah i don't know i also just don't know how to respond to like pity myself so i think that that's
0: i'm sorry that you went through the shittiest like pain ever but like why are people apologizing
1: to you I don't know. It's also, it was just like, when I first got sick, people thought I was lying at Bryn Mawr. Like, Bryn Mawr is a hard culture to be a part of. Because mm-hmm. I would, I talked about this in my first episode, if you guys listened to that, but self-blogged, you should listen to it. Um, go,
0: go listen to it.
1: <laughs> but... I, like, my birthday is in February and I booked a trip to Key West in April. Mm -hmm. I got sick in March and I still went to Key West because, you know, wasn't doing well. Legitimately went to bed every night thinking I was going to die that night. Didn't tell anyone because I was scared of dying. Right, Um. But I went to Key West because I think my parents were just like, she needs to get out of here. She wants to be happy or whatever. And so I went and people were like, oh, she just doesn't want to go to school. Like, she just wants to, like, go on vacation. Like, if she's really that sick, she shouldn't be going to Key West, Mm -hmm. which is, like, valid but also horrible for, not like, valid. fitting in. Like, you know, and so I think I came back in ninth grade and everything that I, like, looked and hated about how I looked and how I walked, the people who I didn't want to notice would, like, point it out. You know, they'd be like, why do you walk? And I was like, oh, mm. goodbye. Anyway, so but it, it I guess, is – But I think
0: we relate on that level with Bryn Mawr. Like, not – I don't think that people are outwardly judgmental – yeah, yes, they are, sorry. People are outwardly <laughs> yeah. judgmental at Bryn Mawr yeah. and – I'm like I can't even imagine what it would have been like because for me in my head I was like in my head the whole time like does this girl know that my leggings aren't thirty mm-hmm. dollars like does this girl know this does this girl know that and then like what is this song that they're singing it's just stuff that like you don't you don't think to talk to anyone about because you don't want to be more of an outsider yeah yeah so. exactly
1: and I think that I mean there's a lot of people who like have chronic illnesses like it's not like an unpopular thing and so at Bryn Mawr, at Bryn Mawr anywhere in general yeah like there's so many like one in three Americans have arthritis but maybe not might <laughs> anyway <laughs> but like I guess the point of both of our struggles is like there's always someone that's like thinking the same thing or like insecure about some of the similar things or could like empathize with you on that yeah but we don't ever talk about them because then we'd stand out more yeah like even now I don't tell people what I'm insecure about in the way that I look um disease-based because then other people would see it too You know yeah. what I mean? well yeah but just like stupid because I don't think no one, and well, literally it's like no deep, one cares. You don't have
0: to answer, really like, have you thought about college? Like, are you going to rebrand Okay.
1: When I did my convocation, I swear, especially Caleb, I thought Caleb was going to ask me a question about college. Yeah. Because he often does, but I don't know what I'm going to do in college. Part of me is like, I want to, I don't want people to be friends with me because they think I'm interesting because of my disease. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want people to know me without my disease because that's, like, such a big Big part part of of who who I am. But it's also not, like, a secret. Like, you don't earn knowing about my disease. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, if you hang out with me and like, if you prove your loyalty to me. You get to get yeah. in
0: on the little arthritis secret.
1: Like, <laughs> I'll let you know that <laughs> I like am dying at a rapid rate. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't actually know that. Oh, My mom believes. would have hated that. But oh. um, anyway. sorry, Julia. Yeah, so sorry, Juju. But that's like things I think about. Like, I have no idea how I'll do that. I'm sure it'll be a spur of the moment, like, which mm-hmm. is not a nice answer. But I don't think like it's not I'm not going to keep it a secret. It's right. not a secret. I don't even know how to keep secrets about myself but also it's not like a trivial thing that like oh wow that's fascinating like let me surround myself with you because i've never had a friend who does what you do anyway nice little beady tangent Um, oh we we enjoyed it 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 was on
0: par i was actually just thinking about how like i don't i don't think my problems are hidden because my skin color like you just when you Mm. see me i guess you like kind of get the whole she's indian probably got bullied as a kid (laughs)
1: I don't think anyone looks at you and thinks you got bullied as a kid. Yeah, I hard, 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 hard hardcore did.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't really talk about it either. Yeah, maybe you should talk
1: about that a little bit. Maybe I should talk,
0: yeah. I mean, I joke about it. Mm -hmm. That's how we both cope with our humor. (laughs) That is true. Let's be
1: real. My humor is definitely a coping mechanism. But in a good way. But I also think it's nice. Like, there are moments in in life when you have to, like, let go of the humor Mm -hmm. and actually cope with something.
0: I can only make my jokes around certain people, though. Mm. You're one of them. Apparently, (laughs) everyone. Apparently, everyone (laughs)
1: listening to this podcast is also that person. Yep. (laughs) Okay, anyway, back to your bullying. Back to my bullying. Without the sarcasm. Without the sarcasm. What do you want to know? Whatever. Like, how did that – did that have anything to do with – I mean, I'm sure it did. Like, the first generation.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I know all – Most people at our age have heard the story about, like, eating ethnic food in kindergarten. Like, you've heard it. Yeah. And getting bullied. And I feel like we don't talk about how much that actually does to a kid because, okay, let's bring this to college essays. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was writing my college essay, I really wanted to write it about me and my whole like Indian-ness because that's such a big part of me. Mm-hmm. It is not a unique enough story to get me into college is what I was mm-hmm. told by multiple people. They're like, every every immigrant child got bullied in kindergarten for not knowing Justin Bieber and like eating food. Oh, yeah. So it's like, that's not getting you into mm-hmm. like a top college, yeah. which sucks, but it's like so true. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, of course, I wrote about my dance teacher, like physically abusive, whatever, <laughs> No, sorry, I read about flirting with the admissions person <laughs> to get me in. But anyways. But it worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, definitely. But also that's not like the saddest story of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's me coming to Bryn Mawr and not being able to I feel like the have you tried the term whitewashed? Yeah. So it means like you're not American. I don't even know if it's American or more so just like white American mm-hmm. and you're acting white. So like highlights
1: <laughs> <Alex>
0: has highlights. <laughs> highlights. Yeah, I have I have highlights. They they they're good though. They're but, good. um and it's like add to your awesomeness. Add to my sexy awesomeness. <laughs> Sorry. Sexy awesomeness. <laughs> <It's> awesomeness. <laughs> like having highlights, not um not going to like the temple. I don't I don't know how to explain it much Mm -hmm. more than like you're white. Yeah. And you're not Indian like you don't wear Indian clothes or you don't even want to be associated with Indian. Mm -hmm. But people take it so far at least like Indian people do or brown people do where it's like being whitewashed is synonymous with not being in the top math class. Oh. And Shruti talked about this in her convocation not to plug her again but I thought that was like. (laughs) Woo. I thought that was so good because it's like There's so much pressure on being a first generation American because of the model minority myth and just a lot of things that Mm -hmm. people don't really talk about how much it can actually affect you like an Asian person in my opinion getting a higher grade or like a higher score on the SAT is so much more normalized that it's almost celebrated less like me being in multivariable calculus like getting Mm -hmm. an A on a test or like me getting a good score on the SAT it's just like if someone else were to do that that wasn't Asian I feel like it's more surprising yeah which is like sad yeah
1: that is sad Oh, I work for that shit. <laughs> exactly, and like also the part of your identity that is so important to you is like almost not as important to someone else. Yeah, I mean, college is a whole another thing that like potentially we'll talk. I don't know if some of you wants to come on and talk about the college process. But yeah, I think that it sucks to like. I mean, that was kind of like for me is like part of me that was so important for me and like so made me who I am, like wasn't good enough to get me in. And like, that's not the right way to think about it. That's not all there is to it. I know that. But like, that's how it like, that's kind of how it is. Like the yeah. the part that I chose most to showcase myself. And I think that that's kind of what you're touching on. Yeah, that's exactly
0: what I'm touching on. But I was lucky enough to have Miss Giles as my college counselor mm-hmm. and her advice to me when I was thinking about submitting this college, this essay, like the marriage one, Mm -hmm. it was so hardcore flirting. I can't even explain. (laughs) I can't even, I told them to sleep with me at the end. Like this is, the essay was raw alley. Like it was so much my personality. And I was like, isn't Cornell like for nerds? Like they're not going (laughs) to like me flirting with them. And she said, if you're, you have to put yourself out there. And if they don't want that, then they're going to not want you. So yeah, it goes, it just goes to say that my like first generation story wasn't unique enough for a supplemental essay to ut austin right and that's what i was told by like people that like a coll- the college essay guy mm-hmm. like that's what i was told by him he said that this like everyone writes about this so it's yeah. not unique enough to get you into a top
1: school that's awesome but also like the marriage proposal is definitely part part your like personality but also part your background like, yeah no definitely which is which is cool think about that you were still able to incorporate some of that Mm -hmm. and it be unique enough to you
0: yeah well also like i don't know any other indian families that still do the arranged marriage thing my family's just batshit crazy like that
1: (laughs) okay well i guess that's a good um segue into that topic i think we were ali and i were like i don't know we were were driving sophomore year Mm. you told me that you were probably going to be in an arranged marriage
0: speak about that a little bit sorry to all my
1: lovers out there <laughs> they
0: don't think that think they're married. <laughs>
1: yeah sorry ali is not sorry. actually open to marrying you
0: um yeah so i don't know if I'll end up going through an arranged marriage but Mm -hmm. here's how
1: they work so
0: basically if you're like a traditional Indian out there you know the gist
1: but (laughs) for all the rest of us in the back (laughs)
0: for for all you other people for all you Americans um, what happens is like two families not the children Mm -hmm. so it's like dating right you know you meet someone at a party you meet someone on Snapchat on Tinder yeah yeah and then you like hang out with them and then you get to know them Mm -hmm. in arranged marriages it's the families that get to know each other and it started in because of the caste system you're trying to marry someone in your caste so they have like the same amount of money as you basically and like a similar family structure and that tends the reason why arranged marriages have worked is because similar family dynamics have tend to have the same like values that they instill in their children Mm -hmm. so if you're like both middle class families that live in the same village and you're like have the same net worth like you tend to teach your kids hard work money like Mm -hmm. the same values so it tends to work out because of how similar you are are, mm-hmm. but my so my parents met on the day of their wedding because their families did that thing and then they they ended up working out because both of them valued education overall so mm-hmm. i was raised education overall right and that's why like my whole life has always been about like my hobbies and stuff mm-hmm. and i would say that's why i'm like a rebel without a cause. Co- anyways <laughs> and in my future i have like the option to get an arranged marriage mm-hmm. it used to not be an option it used to be like hardcore and mm-hmm. now my brother's old enough to get married, so it's really funny to see him suffer through it. But um,
1: <laughs> so is he gonna go through an arranged marriage?
0: I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, he's the selectively or like i think it's well he's gonna have the option to actually meet the girl before the wedding Mm -hmm. and like date her Mm -hmm. but it's going to be set up by the families if that makes any sense so it's kind of like being introduced to someone Mm -hmm. i think it makes sense for my family because we're like vegetarian and we we're like really religious Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that i would also marry like a guy that is i don't know if i'll ever find a man but
1: he did it once you can do it again okay two questions one are you planning on doing, like, raising your children or, like, I don't know, if you were to, like, raise a family? Not that you have to answer if you'd want to do that or not, but, like, would that be, like, the way that you were raised and the way that, like, education overall, are those morals that you're wishing to, like, continue into your life?
0: Um, So, I actually didn't want kids for a really long time, or mm-hmm. if I did, I wanted to adopt, but then I realized that my bloodline has to go on and my offspring have to inherit these amazing, sorry, Saw-some awesome genes, and, I, like, I need, come on.
1: Right i have to i have to reproduce without
0: the gordy project
1: the gordy project okay anyway going back to would you want to oh yeah would i want to raise my kids yeah um with those uh, yeah with these amazing
0: genes i will raise my kids in definitely hindu mm-hmm. i think i have like better ways to teach them than my parents did also my parents had like the whole generation gap mm-hmm. between us and then also the indian thing mm-hmm. so we have we like didn't we don't get along but i think with my kids at least we'll have like the same base american education foundation like my parents didn't go to school here they have absolutely no idea what it's like to go to school in america right so i think i'll have that in common with my kids and i'll be able to relate to them more Mm -hmm. definitely gonna raise them hindu definitely gonna raise them like i hope one of them's into dance Mm -hmm. or like like and if not i I hope they can find like a hindu hobby or at least be friends with brown people Mm -hmm. because that's really helped me yeah my whole life and in terms of education i do i i understand and i completely agree that there are ways to be successful without going to college mm-hmm. but I think that going to college or at least create empathy for people yeah. and I that's something that I really value mm-hmm. and education for me has always been super big I mean I don't mean like education as in like Bryn Mawr school but I started working with Art with the Heart my sophomore year mm-hmm. and I've been there ever since and like seeing homeless children go doing art classes with them yeah. that's like a form of education for mm-hmm. me and I want my kids to be, take a part of that so they're definitely gonna be taught like incentives and stuff like you can go as much as you want as long as you're passing your classes right yeah
1: yeah okay and then my second question is like you've mentioned how your mom is from like a small village and i guess it reminds me like the way that the media and Americans perceive India. Oh, good question. How do you like feel good, about that? Good question, BD. Thanks, thanks, thanks,
0: I definitely don't think it's true because my dad's from a city mm-hmm. and very developed Like it's like America. Right. There the culture obviously is different, but mm-hmm. the buildings and everything look like look like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And my mom on the other hand, I exactly like the media, she was born in her living room. Mm-hmm. She lived on like she slept on the floor with her four brothers. Mm-hmm. But also that's because they were they weren't wealthy at all like they were they were pretty poor. Right. And um so my dad's family grew up in Hyderabad which is um a very developed city, buildings, apartments, you name it, clubs, like social scene. It right. was, it's very much like America. Mm-hmm. But um my mom on the other hand wasn't. So whenever we go back to India I spend some time with my Hyderabad cousins mm-hmm. who are like posh, all going to college and stuff. And then my Vizag cousins which some of them didn't go to college. Um, most of them are just like relying on a man to make the money for the family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I see both sides of the culture. Yeah. And I think that the media tends to only portray like the poorest of Indian people or even just mm-hmm. like it's so crazy to me because I feel like at Bryn Mawr, we know that, or at least I know that like Indian people can become really successful doctors and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I played factuality, I realized that the richest or like the average salary for an Asian man was the highest in America. Mm-hmm. Compared to like our perceived like white man mm-hmm. thing, which was really shocking to me, really appalling privilege. I can't wait to be privileged. <laughs>
1: and, and, anyways, can't wait to marry. Yeah, can't man. marry a Marry a
0: little. Sorry, sorry, I was thinking about my Asian teacher
1: so bad this is so bad I hope someone takes some form of like honesty out yo, of who's, it yo
0: who's in the crazy girls I, I do Allie Gordy her number is 449 you want a crazy uh, little fun little woman you want a Maria and you <laughs> the media does not do a good job of portraying any people I would love for the documentary to follow me there if, in case
1: <laughs> when the documentary about yeah, Allie Gordy goes keeping off. up with keeping up with the Gordy <laughs> page, like, that is a perfect okay 10
0: wonderful sorry
1: 10 wonderful what
0: yeah, cum laude <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right To wrap up this incredibly- Oh,
0: shit, I completely forgot about the whole podcast thing. Dual (laughs) noting.
1: Yeah, you're actually on tape. What, if anything, would you want someone to, like, take from your experiences?
0: Don't beat your kids. (laughs) Cut. Cut it. Cut it.
1: Okay, elaborate a little bit on that point or another one. Oh, what? Wait, can you repeat the question? Yeah. What would you want someone to take away from, like, what you've said today or, like, your experiences of being an outsider, first-generation American? Hmm being uniquely yourself but still trying to fit in like I need that
0: as someone who got really bullied when i was in elementary school and you would never know mm-hmm. it's going to be okay mm-hmm. be yourself um one thing that i did that was my only regret i i would say was i shunned my family away in middle school mm-hmm. i didn't want to be associated with them i'd like out i would lash out on my parents because i was ashamed mm-hmm. of being indian and it's it's okay like, look where I am today. and <laughs> am awesome. Um, I, I just, this is so cheesy and corny, but be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, truly be yourself. Because there's no one else that can be you better. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, just, like, everyone feels like an outsider in some type of way. And even though you might feel like you're lesser than, you're you're not as cool as or whatever than someone else like Mm -hmm. you are and if you're not work for it like I believe in you and I just I can't even say it more just be yourself I'm so fucking strange and weird (laughs) it's true she carries around an axe (laughs) I carry around an axe I'm a huge advocate for polygamy I I'm like strange but I do it I do it good
1: you do it well no one does Allie Gordy better (laughs) no one does the Gordy project better than Allie Gordy
0: except maybe like Gordy Project teachers next
1: yeah and on that note (laughs) on that note thanks Um, Katie, for having me thanks everyone for listening if you want to be on this podcast which I know all of you want to come spill your insecurities secrets whatever you want to talk about you can fill out the form in my podcast bio or you can just text me DM me talk to Allie she's my friend apparently oh oh I'm
0: her friend I'm her friend yep one of the Um, only
1: whatever you want and uh yeah hope to see y'all soon All right. Coming, Ali.